Welcome to the Garden Life Marriage Podcast, where we discuss practical principles and relationship goals. I'm John. And I'm Jocelyn. And today we are talking about fighting fair. So coming at this with almost 15 years of marriage, 16 of us being together, we just want to put it out there that we are not experts. Um, We do, however, have a history where there has not been a fight that we've not been able to recover from, mainly because most of the fights, uh, you eventually admit that I was right. So I think that that really helps us in our relationship. So we're going to go and discuss um, some of the rules, the ground rules that we have when we fight. Um, Number one being that I'm always right. That sounds like a lie to me. Um, (laughs) You're not always right. Most of the time. I think... Us both being able to identify that we have our faults and we are wrong at times and see it from the other person's perspective is a reason that we've never had a fight that we can't recover from. And also realizing that once the fight is done, once the day is done, we're still going to be married tomorrow. We're still going to be able to work together tomorrow, live together and, and enjoy each other's company. Yeah, and that's definitely one of the things that we talked about before we even got married because I definitely have some very strong ground rules um, that might not apply to everybody because I know for me and just the, the way that I grew up, I was very sensitive to people raising their voices and yelling. So my rule was you we, we cannot get into it. We can't be yelling. We can't be you know, raising our voices, uh, which is ironic because typically I'm the one who usually <laughs> raises my voice. Yeah, you are the loud talker of the two. You are not the loud talker. I'm just boisterous. Mm. It's a difference. What are some of your rules? On the first one, we abide by it's just no name calling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can both disagree strongly without getting into me calling you something other than your name i think that's when when that happens i think you're trying to make it more personal i'm trying to attack you at this point belittling and then you forget that you know you're on the same team because couples fight they argue um but i think you have to remember that you're still on the same team it's not a me against him or him against me and Somebody has to come out the winner. It's okay. Let's just work towards a resolution to this or agree to disagree, knowing that at the end of the day, we're still going to be best friends. True indeed. Uh, Team game is very important. And everybody on the team has a different role. But at the end, it's the success of the team that matters. So it's not always about who's right. Or you can look at it like it's not about who made the winning shot. Sometimes a person who throws the pass, gets the rebound, sets the screen is just as important as who hit the winning shot. I should have known you was going to bring basketball into this. There will be a lot of sports analysis. <laughs> I should have known. It's <laughs> all so about a team. <laughs> yes. Um, another one of the ground rules that I think we live by is stick to the subject. We do not... Well, two things we don't do. We don't bring up old stuff. So if we've talked about it in the past and we've resolved it, this is not a time to be like, and that one time back in 2002. 
when you forgot to da 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 like if it's old it's old it's dead we never dig in the past to bring up something that we're talking about today so we stick to the subject of what we're discussing and we are let me interject um the whole bringing up the past piece it's good to remember it because that helps with growth Mm-hmm. When you realize, okay, this was hurtful last time, or why something didn't work last time, so we don't bring up the past with the um, intentions to hurt. Yeah, with the intentions to remind you of a past pain, but you may need to reference it in order to move forward and realize, okay, this is how I make the change going forward. Yeah, I mean, it's good to bring up a past if you are trying to promote growth, but some people bring up the past, like, that's why your mama never loved you. It's like, what? how did that How did that get into the, to the mix? Like, where did that come from? Or you forgot to pick somebody up some flowers for Valentine's Day back in, you know, 1999, and that's still coming back into play today. It's like some, some it has to be a reason uh, to bring it up. And if it's not to grow then just leave it in the past like Mm -hmm. have one final discussion about it and move on and it's okay to not agree like we don't always agree on everything um but in the midst of it all i still think we even when we argue we still argue as best friends and i know that even when i'm Upset. I never want to hurt you. I never want to attack you. So I think I'm very, well, we both are very intentional about what we say because one of the things about me is I believe in the heat of the moment, even when people say I didn't really mean it, you absolutely mean what you say. So if you can't live with that when all everyone's calmed down, don't say it because I'm a firm believer that. If you say, yeah, absolutely. If you say you can live without me, best believe. That's definitely something you've been thinking about. And that's how come you blurt it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't randomly get into an argument and say, uh, I can get a divorce. Unless you've been thinking about that thing. And you you brought that. Mm-hmm. You, you, you've been bringing that up for a while in your own mind. And now it's just coming out. And so then when the, when the tempers are all calmed down and you're like, Oh, I didn't mean it. No, no, you you absolutely meant that. You absolutely meant that. So, I think that's a that's a rule that I think a lot of not only married couples but just couples that are relationships in general don't don't say what you don't mean. Be intentional with every word that you say. Yeah. Did we say we don't curse at each other? Oh yeah, we don't curse each other. Absolutely. Not. But that also goes back to the no name calling. But yeah. I mean it gets its own section because cursing at each other can get very it's very violent in its tone. Yeah. And again, very hurtful. It's like now at this point I'm trying to cut you verbally. Let me try to find the harshest thing I can say to you. So we're not trying to resolve an issue any longer. Now we're just trying to hurt each other. You out for blood. Yeah. So we avoid that. Um, no hitting below the belt. What does that mean for you? Um, hitting below the belt for me is if I tell you or share something with you in my vulnerable state, mm-hmm. you don't bring it back up yeah. in the heat of the moment to, to pull out a dagger. 
Me too. Me too. Yeah, because relationships, marriage, and like I said, we're here close to 15 years. You learn a lot about a person, and the more you talk, the intimacy grows. And a lot of times, it's hurts and pains and fears that can be discussed also as you're growing with a person. You're growing closer. So it's knowing that um, I'm not going to bring that back up to hurt you at any point later on. It's just something I know about you. Nobody else knows this about you, but it's something that's also brought us closer because I know it. So I'm not going to use a pain point or sensitive area to hurt you now that I'm upset with you. Back yeah. to sports analogy. It oh, reminds goodness. me of when <laughs> <laughs> Draymond told Kevin, Dur- Kevin Durant, we don't need you. We can do this without you. Now, just as a man and as a sports fan, I've never seen one teammate tell another teammate, I don't need this and I can do this without you. And from that point on, the relationship was never the same. In the heat of the moment, in the battle. And some people will say, well, I'm just an emotional person. I wear my heart on my sleeve. This is me. And some people are emotional, and then and, and that's what it takes for them to do a certain type of job. But at the same time, those words have consequences. Yeah. So you can't just come back and say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. You know, you're my guy and things of that nature. You know, you're, you're my girl. I didn't mean that. I was just upset in the moment. Because people don't want to be hurt, so they're not going to put themselves in a place of being hurt. Yeah. So once you hurt them a few times, guards are going to go up, uh, defenses are going to go up, and what you'll find is them starting to pull away from you. Yeah, and and I think for women, I'm not going to say for all women, I'm just going to speak about myself and just some of the interactions that I have um, with, with my girlfriends. Especially in, in intense like arguments, disagreement times, we want to still feel safe as yeah. women. We want to still feel like, okay, no matter how bad it gets, um, we're still going to come out of this, you know, together. I think sometimes as women, we can say things out of anger because we're so used to defending and protecting ourselves that we don't realize the cut that's been made. And this is not an excuse. It's not an excuse for women to just say whatever they want to, because I still totally believe you should say exactly what you mean and and stand by that. I do, however, want to say to the men that might be listening who are saying like, man, she just, you know, she is talking real crazy to me. I think it's more of a defense mechanism than anything, because if you think about it, the more scared you are, the more erratic you become. And while you might not be in a moment of, explaining hey i'm scared because you know of this this, and this um it can sometimes come out in hurtful language that's why i think for us what works for us is that i'm a very i'm a slower processor than you are mm-hmm. usually when we have an issue you are wanting to talk about it at that moment and I'm like I need a break I need to really think about why I'm hurt and and why I'm upset so that I don't just come back to you and say 
hey, I'm mad. And then you say, why are you mad? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just mad. I don't know yet. I don't have the words. (laughs) So for me, I'm very intentional about now. I I try to make it a point to not let it like fester for, for long periods of time. But I mean, for me, I make it a point to know why exactly am I upset? And I need to know exactly why, because that's how we get to fixing the root of an issue and not just uh, trying to band-aid actions or feelings. But what has caused this? What is it that I did or said or not doing, not saying that's causing you to feel this way? And I would have to say, and this is for probably both parties, ignoring the narrative that you're telling yourself. Because I don't know if you remember, um, we had a table that was in the hallway, and I had this was when I had my office in the front of the house. And you said, I'm going to put this table in the office. And I said, no, I don't want the table in the office. Mm-hmm. And then the very next day, you came and picked up the table and put it in the office while I was in there. And immediately, my thought went to, oh... He trying it like oh he is he is trying it like he's just being real disrespectful right now i know he remembers exactly what we talked about this is intentional this is on purpose and so immediately i'm like arms up let's go but even after that thought of okay it's about to be war the next thought was but he's my friend and my friend would not intentionally do something like that so instead of coming at you like Oh, so you're just going to do what you want to do, huh? <laughs> it took the time to find out. Yeah, I was like, hey, why did you move this into the office? And then it turned out like you just completely forgot about the conversation that we had. And it wasn't meant to be an attack or a declaration of war. It was just like, I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah, and I think what well, we ended up putting it in the hallway for a little bit and then actually giving it away. Yeah, ended up giving it away. Mm-hmm. So he would have ended up getting into a brawl over a piece of furniture we didn't even keep. But I think that's why it's important to really take some time to find out why you're upset. And then really remembering the character of the person you married or, or the person that you're in relationship with. Because sometimes we believe more of the narrative that we tell ourselves than the character that the person is presenting on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the history comes into play. Um, knowing the person, knowing they're not going to try to hurt me on purpose. Right. So I think for women, we are always, not always, I'm going to say most of the time wanting to feel loved and secure. From the male perspective, what would you say would be like the stance when you're in like the heat of an argument, a disagreement, like especially with someone that you love? Uh, I think the main thing is you still want to feel connected. You still want to feel respected. Men always want to feel respected. Um, And I've heard that said before. Women want to feel loved. Men want to feel respected. And so even when you're arguing, disagreeing, it can be done in a way where you're not disrespecting your husband, boyfriend, spouse, whomever. 
because that will cause them to shut down. That will cause them to put up walls. And it will cause them to get to a place where they trust you less because, like we mentioned earlier, they don't want to be hurt. Mm-hmm. So if they feel like you're the one that's closest to me, but you keep hurting me, now I have to put up a guard against you. So certain hurts and pains that I've had, I'm not going to share with you any longer. Or I'm only going to share enough of it with you to know that, okay, even if you did bring this back up later, it won't affect me. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, so the respect part is key. So, I don't know if you remember, but we had a lot of different tactics that we used when we first got married because I, as much as people who know me think that I might be confrontational, I actually do not like confrontation. I don't mind it. I think that confrontation um, is needed sometimes to get to um, understanding because I'm big on understanding, but I actually don't like confrontation. (laughs) Uh, That might be surprising to some people. Um, But there were a few things that we tried initially, especially um, early in our marriage before we got to this this place. Yeah, this stage. Um, Do you remember any of the things that we we tried in the beginning? Uh, One of the ones that are going to sound silly, but I had heard someone else say it, and we tried it and it worked for us, was to lay down. Just lay down flat on your back when you want to discuss difficult topics. The point they were making is that no one yells when they're laying down on their back. And so we tried it. I mean, we're not big yellers anyway, but we realized, yeah, it's true. So if you feel like uh, there's just some difficult topics that need to be discussed or, or something real emotional, I would suggest it. And I don't know if that's, I mean, it, it did work for us, but I don't know if it's going to work for everyone all the time because, you know, we can still, we, we, we can still find a way. Uh, you're looking real weird laying on your bed yelling we can still find a way (laughs) and put my hands up no no that's that's another thing keep your hands to yourself keep your hands down nobody wants to see all that grabbing air it's not grabbing you gotta pull them close to you as you talk you're grabbing the imaginary collar and pull them close to you it's not the grasping of air it's like let me tell you something mm-hmm. and but that's I'm, right when the man's gonna be like all right i'm leaving <laughs> we'll talk later oh walking away we should de- yes walking away when should we walk away and when should you not walk away walking away i think is is always beneficial when you feel like it's getting to a point where things are escalating and there cannot be a you know resolution at that time a resolution but walking away cannot be the exit strategy for every single argument i agree but yeah if it's getting too heated you do need to walk away yeah because i realize people say things and then all the air grabbing and all of that that takes place (laughs) it it just heightens a situation so I know sometimes you've you've expressed that you needed to just write down your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. If it's passing me a letter, sending me a text, I've heard other situations where some uh, some guys I know just needed to express some things to their 
their spouses and they couldn't verbalize it. And they had been internalizing the thoughts for a little while and just decided, let me just write you a letter letting you know what's been on my mind and how I'm feeling. And once she read the letter, then they could come back together and talk about it. You remember when you wrote me a letter? Resolve the issue. I said, how dare you, sir? More than one letter. How dare you Mm -hmm. write me a letter? Mm -hmm. You say it to my face. Four-page letter. Well, and I think another another good resolution is to talk about when when everything is calm, just the wording of things. Because if you know me, you know that when I'm out, I'm out. I'm a people person. I like to talk. I like to connect. But when I get home, that's when all of that shuts down. So people have a tendency to think that I'm an extrovert all the time. But I am not. I am like... I'm weird like that. I'm an extrovert introvert. I can deal with the people, but at the same time, I like my alone time. Mm-hmm. And it did not change just because I got married. So I remember when we when we first got married and we would come and you'd see me every day. And I was like, ah, ah, that's a lot of that's a lot of visiting there. You want to hang out every day? Not every day. I need to know if it's going to work. <laughs> I need to see you every day. <laughs> and so in marriage, I mean, when you're, of course, seeing the person every day, there is this, an, there's an assumption that, okay, you're supposed to enjoy seeing me every day, but my personality did not change. And every now and again, I still need to just be by myself, even if it's just to, you know, appreciate you in my alone time. But I know you did not like when I said, I just need to be by myself. I yeah. just. I want to be by myself today. So however you would phrase it. So we just came up with a, a, a word. You can tell them the cold word. The word was just cucumbers. Cucumbers. I feel like cucumbers. That means. I just feel like being by myself today. Yeah. Or for a certain period of time. It might not be the whole day, but just. Something to let the other person know, hey, it's not an issue I really have with you at all. It's just how I feel. I just want to be by myself. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that can go down as a lessons learned. Finding a way to communicate something difficult in a palatable manner so mm-hmm. that your spouse can or significant other can can really receive it. I would say another lesson learned is to forgive quickly. And, and that's going to be a difficult one because there are some things that's going to just take time to overcome and forgive. But for the small things, just, I mean, forgiving quickly. At this point in our marriage, I realize you are not going to go to bed at 11, 12 o'clock. Then I'm Something probably going to catch you at the four o'clock hour. And before, I used to get upset, but now it's like, you know what? At this point, if you are at 4 o'clock in the morning, you're saving us money on security systems. So, I'm, I'm okay with that. So, just letting go of the small stuff and then just forgiving forgiving quickly. Yeah. And then you got to find a way on some of the larger things to repair the damage. Which, yeah. for me, also, is just repair the trust. I'm very big on trust. Uh, I think without that, you really don't have a relationship. Mm. Not a not a good one, not a strong one. So Yeah, I mean that takes time. Because isn't there isn't there a saying like trust is 
built in drops but lost in buckets. Yeah, I think that is the same. So once exactly. it's once it's out, it's it takes it takes time. Yeah, um, trust is mandatory. Mm. Um, what else do we have here? Pay attention to the patterns, not the potential. Absolutely. There are healthy ways to argue and there are unhealthy ways to argue. And when we say fight, we're really talking about just, I mean, we're just in disagreement. We're not talking about physical fighting, physical fighting, any, any form of abuse, because a lot of times we tend to focus on the physical abuse, but emotional abuse is very real. Verbal abuse is very, very real. And if you're noticing patterns of emotional, physical, verbal abuse, all of the I'm sorry's in the world doesn't remove those scars. And so I just say pay attention to the patterns um, and not just the potential to change, because a lot of people use that as, okay, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better next time. But then there's no real effort put into doing better like what is the doing better for me um the best apology is change behavior so while it might be you think nice to say oh i'm sorry what does i'm sorry look like Mm -hmm. what is the action behind i'm sorry so yeah because if you care about the person you will make the change you'll get past the point of just what we call a lip service. You're saying, I'm going to do something. Yeah. But you actually take the effort to do it. Um, nothing to do with, with fighting. But I realized one of the things you would ask me to do is to help cook. And there was a wow, yeah. It was easy to say, yes, I'll help, yes, I'll help. But getting to the point of actually getting out ingredients. And mm-hmm actually doing it and preparing meals look at the lord making mm-hmm. a way mm-hmm. saving your life from mm-hmm. danger okay. he had to, he had to, in the middle of in the in the midnight hour he had to come and say my son for in order for you to maintain your healthy healthy relationship you need to break out a pot and a pan hallelujah a spatula get you some ground beef and some seasoning salt won't he do it won't he do it? Oh, you just gonna leave me hanging? I have nothing to say on that matter. <laughs> <laughs> on another note, um, as much as we agree that we need to be fighting fair, we also agree that we should be, you could say, dating fair, or at least dating, continuing to date your spouse you have any tips in that regard absolutely so for our kick kiss and connect dating idea we suggest having a conversation using only songs so if you know me at all you know that i love songs and i always have a song playing in my head continuously Mm -hmm. so this week's dating tip is to have a conversation with your spouse using only songs or mm-hmm. song lyrics and then Maybe song titles song titles too yeah not just lyrics it could be either or all of the above 
Find you can change the rules. Yeah. You still get find a song on this. It could be the lyrics to the song. It could be the title of the song. Try to piece together a conversation using songs. Mm. Okay. So you're changing up the rules. You must know that you're going to get destroyed in this in this competition. But it's okay. It is okay. In the words of the James Brown, it pays the cost to be the boss. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us for today's show. If you have a topic you'd like to hear discussed on a future episode, please send us an email at info at gardenlifemarriage.com or check us out on Instagram. Also, if you want exclusive content, consider becoming a Patreon supporter of Garden Life Marriage. And a special thanks to the Green Thumbs who have already signed up. Until next time, remember marriage is a journey. Make sure you pack accordingly.